MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. Today, FBI Director Chris Wray tells the House Committee to expect superseding indictments with new charges in the January 6th probe. We can expect subpoenas to be issued by the Select Committee on 1-6, probably by the end of the week. Biden has purchased a half a billion COVID vaccine doses for the world. Eric Trump's lawyer quits in the New York State case. And Donald sues Mary Trump and the New York Times reporters over, well, nothing really. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. So big, interesting show today. And we're seeing our friend Mary all over the airwaves uh, recently talking about this new lawsuit. And I'm going to be t- discussing it with our friend Jennifer Taub a little bit later in the show. And um, Dana, it's just, it's bat guano crazy. Oh, it's bat guano crazy indeed. It's just a shot. It's literally a shot in the dark, throwing spaghetti at a wall and just hoping something sticks because this is, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's dumb. There's nothing really to it. And um, we've got a great legal mind in Jennifer Taub to to go over it a little bit later. Also, I just want to let everybody know I'm going to be traveling again end of October to D.C., Boston in New York. D.C. will be October 22nd and 23rd. Boston, Sunday and Monday, October 24th and 25th. And Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll be in New York. I can't believe you're doing this the week I'm out of the country. <laughs> and there w- These are the weeks that I take off. Like I, I plan a year in advance. Yeah. These are the weeks that I go. And there will be meetups for patrons Saturday, the 23rd in D.C., Monday, the 25th in Boston in the evening. And I haven't decided on the New York night yet. It'll either be Tuesday or Wednesday, but I'll keep I'll keep everyone on Patreon and Supercast notified with dates, times and locations. So that'll be fun to see everybody out and about. And uh, it'll be a good time. Always a good time. Our patrons are so badass. Our Supercasters and patrons are just the coolest people. So thank you for supporting the show. I really do appreciate it. We're going to be able to hire a couple other people because of you. So yay. Wait, wait, what? Just kidding. (laughs) Do you have to talk to me? Do you have to talk to me about something? I forgot you were there. You know what? No, no. Our our co-hosts, co-hosts, hosts hosts aren't going anywhere. (laughs) Everyone's safe. Yeah, no, we aren't. We aren't replacing anyone. We're adding to the family. I can't wait to meet our new family members. So anyway, we do have a lot of news to get to. A lot of big news, really big news today, Dana. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, lead story. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol is considering. And considering is the wrong word here. A lot of people are freaking out about considering. Quit considering. Just do it. They are going to be issuing a blitz of subpoenas for top Trump White House aides, including the former chief and deputy chief of staff. That's according to a source familiar with the matter. The subpoenas, which are expected to be authorized as early as this week, would place House Select Committee investigators inside the White House and the Trump campaign war rooms at the time of the insurrection as the panel prepares to ramp up the pace of the inquiry. Now, I have rumors intelligence, and I say that because these are just friends of mine that haven't been substantiated by any other source saying that these subpoenas will come out this week. Lovely. Uh, House Select Committee investigators are considering subpoenas 
for call detail records or testimony of key aides, including former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and, of course, Deputy Chief of fucking assholes Dan Scavino (laughs) and former Trump campaign manager Brad Parscale. Remember Brad? I do. Oh, we're going to talk to Brad. Yeah, maybe he'll be sober. I thought he would be in jail by now. I thought so, too. Bless his heart. I know, right? Or don't. The scope and subjects of these subpoenas are not yet finalized, by the way. And discussions about who to include in the first tranche are still ongoing. That's according to the source. Although three Trump officials are presently considered likely targets. Those three taken together. The developing move from the select committee marks perhaps the most aggressive investigative action since the panel made an array of records demands and records preservation requests for Trump officials last month. It's also likely to further inflame tensions with Trump, already furious at the select committee for opening a line of inquiry into what he knew in advance of plans to stop the certification of Joe Biden's election win, as well as Republicans under scrutiny over January 6th. House Select Committee investigators are expected to present the subpoenas as non-negotiable. And a January 6th Select Committee member, Adam Schiff, told reporters that subpoenas were imminent for individuals expected to resist requests for testimony. In some cases, he says, we're making requests we think will be complied with. In other cases, we're going straight to subpoenas where we think we're dealing with recalcitrant witnesses. And it is of note that Chris Ray did tell a House committee today that we can, in the January 6th insurrection investigation, expect some superseding indictments with new charges in the investigation. He didn't expand on that that I know of. I couldn't find anything else. I asked for more, but I couldn't get more. But I think that it might have to do with, remember, we heard that there could be seditious conspiracy charges yep. coming. I think that's probably what we're looking at here, which means, again, everybody, I know, I know, where's Garland? But, you know, working your way up to, to you know, from just trespassing to assault and then to conspiracy and then to potential seditious conspiracy means they are moving up the ladder. Indeed. So we just got to. Let him do that. Now, I'm not saying you have to shut up, uh, you know, and let him be quiet, you know, push, make noise and stuff. But this whole, you know, Garland fucking sucks. Fire Garland. Like, just, you know, let's let's be a little nuanced. A little nuanced indeed. Speaking of someone who knows nothing about that, the former... (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that one? Did you like that one? That was the best segue. Thank you. I think I've heard in a long time. Donald J. Trump is suing the New York Times. And several of its reporters, along with one of its key sources, our dear friend, his niece, Mary Trump. So he's suing them for obtaining tens of thousands of pages of his tax documents for an investigation into his finances that won a Pulitzer Prize. Now, the articles published in October of 2018 concluded that Trump participated in dubious tax schemes during the 1990s, including instances of outright fraud. And we're talking about Donald. In a lawsuit filed in New York State court in Dutchess County, this is important, Dutchess County, the former president's attorneys allege that the Times reporter Suzanne Craig urged Mary Trump to break a legally binding agreement to keep those documents private as part of a larger settlement over his father's estate. The other Times reporters sued for their involvement in the project were David Barstow and Russ Butner. Now, The New York Times signaled it would not back down. This is a quote. The Times coverage of the Donald Trump's taxes helped inform citizens through meticulous reporting on a subject of overriding public interest. That's the spokesperson, Daniel Rhodeshaw, said in a statement shared with NPR. Continue. This lawsuit is an attempt to silence independent news organizations, and we plan to vigorously defend against it. 
Now, Mary's attorney, Theodore Boutros, called the lawsuit frivolous and uh, part of the pattern of targeting, quote, truthful speech and important journalism on issues of public concern. Went on to say, it is doomed to failure like the rest of his baseless efforts to chill freedom of speech and of the press. And that, that was her lawyer, Boustros. So Mary was a little more blunt. <laughs> and we did edit this a little bit. Calling her uncle, quote, a loser. I believe that there was maybe an F-bomb in front of there. I think she said he's a fucking loser. I think she said he's I a fucking loser in a response with the Daily Beast, which first reported the filing of the suit. She went on to say, he's going to throw anything against the wall he can. And uh, basically, it's desperation. And Robbie Kaplan, her lawyer, tweeted, this is the theory of Trump's lawsuit as follows. I have defrauded Mary Trump out of tens of millions of dollars that she should have inherited from her father, but she never should have figured that out because of the confidentiality agreement I fraudulently induced her to sign. (laughs) (laughs) Robbie, that is the best. And I talked to Jennifer about that in the upcoming segment. That is the (laughs) best. That is the best summary I have heard of this lawsuit yet. And, you know, they're right here, too. This is a distraction. It is, Dana, it's either to to distract and it's to make noise. It's to fundraise off of his fake news yep. grift because his base is going to eat up the fact that he's suing the the left wing deep state New York Times where he's basically having an affair with Maggie Haberman. Like, I don't even, and by the way, that's to to avoid defamation. I basically, I'm joking. That is a joke. Yeah. But you know what I mean. They're definitely. I do know what you mean. Yes. They're definitely pals. But yeah, that they're going to eat that up. That's red meat to them. So this is just, something is about to go down. I, you know, I hope it's big and I hope it has to do with the Weisselberg case. Yeah. If something's about to go down in the Manhattan DA's office or with the Tish James. 100% deposition of Eric Trump, his lawyers leaving him. There's just all sorts of bad shit going on. But yeah, we do have the amazing Jennifer Taub to discuss this with us later in the show. But in other news, I just mentioned it, a lawyer representing Eric Trump in the New York Attorney General's civil suit alleging the Trump organization committed fraud has quit. (laughs) That's according to court filings, too. This isn't just a feeling that we're having. Mark Mukasey of Mukasey Frenchman LLP informed New York State Supreme Court judge in Manhattan he was withdrawing from the case on September 14th. The move comes one day after a judge's order to seal a stipulation between the parties was filed. Before that agreement, the docket shows no activity on this case since January. So it's not clear if there's any connection between the agreement and Mukasey's departure. Mukasey declined to comment on the record for this story. He has represented Eric Trump in the case since it was filed in August 2020. Eric and representatives from the Trump organization have not replied to inquiries, although he did, you know, on Fox News over the weekend. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what to call that. It's not a reply. Uh, a former law partner of Rudy Giuliani, Mukasey's other clients include that Navy SEAL murderer, Eddie Gallagher, oil field service company Halliburton, and uh, basketball coach Rick Pitino. So super cool dude, Mukasey. And, you know, I, I asked Jennifer Taub about this and she's got a pretty good answer. Coming up after the break, but like, if Mukasey doesn't want to represent you, if he's walking away, right, and all all you're left with is food or foss, you're a piece of shit. That's all I got to say. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and Letitia James is, as we know, investigating the Trump Organization over allegations that it falsified the value of its assets to secure loans and tax breaks. Eric will continue to be represented, as I said, by criminal defense attorney. And you can just say criminal 
Alan Fuderfoss. You you could take defense attorney out of there. Yeah. Um, and it still rings. I mean, I do think it's interesting that basically in the same 24 hour span, maybe 48 hour span, Donald sues the New York Times and Mary and Eric Trump's lawyer quits. I just think that maybe uh, something's happening that we're going to find out soon. Mm. I do have good news. I want to end this block with some good news. The United States is set to significantly increase the amount of COVID-19 vaccines it will ship to foreign nations beginning in 2022 in an effort to end the pandemic worldwide. We know that Ooh. the pandemic isn't over unless it's over worldwide. And Biden announced that Wednesday. So as part of a virtual COVID-19 summit on the margins of the UN General Assembly, Biden announced that the U.S. is purchasing an additional 500 million Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines to donate to low and lower middle income countries around the world. And that's from a senior administration official. So the newly announced 500 million doses are on top of the 500 million the U.S. had already committed to sharing with other nations. That equals a billion, a billion doses. Those vaccines will begin shipping out in January. And from January through September of next year, the U.S. will ship out 800 million vaccines to the world. The official said these vaccines bring the United States total to over 1.1 billion vaccines donated to other countries. And this is a quote. We also know that to beat the pandemic here, we need to beat it everywhere. And I made, and I'm keeping, the promise that America will become the arsenal of vaccines as we were the arsenal of democracy during World War II. Damn, Biden, good quote. Right? We know to beat the pandemic, we need to beat it everywhere. And I made, I'm keeping the promise that America will become the arsenal of vaccines as we were the arsenal of democracy during World War II. Fuck, that's good. I love it. Oh, that's good stuff. Whoever writes for him. Right? Damn. I know. High five. Such great news. Thank you, Dana. All right, next up, the uh, long-awaited talk with the Jen Taub, Jennifer Taub, our friend, about the Mary Trump lawsuit. And not Mary Trump's lawsuit, but the one against her, because Mary actually has a legitimate lawsuit about this very thing <laughs> uh, working its way through the courts right now. And um, we're going to talk to Jennifer about that and some other, I have some other questions, too, about Eric Trump. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Allison for The Beans. Adventure comes in many forms. Some folks like to go out in the woods adventuring. I like to go glamping or maybe, you know, adventuring through a book. But whether you're exploring the globe or the pages in a cozy novel, Everlane has premium essentials to outfit you in comfort. Everlane has amazing versatility and their pieces can be used to dress up or down. I've got this great V-neck black tank top that if I, you know, wear it with skinny jeans and heels, I'm out in the town. If I wear it with my yoga pants, I'm at home reading. And they're so comfy and wonderful. From workout to takeout, Swimwear to trackwear, styles from lounging at home or hitting up your favorite club. I love Everlane's breathable organic cotton trackwear. It gives an elevated take on a tried and true basic. And if you're looking for the perfect pants, Everlane's denim stays comfortable and versatile all year long. From skinny to relaxed, slim to athletic, find the perfect cut that fits your form just right. You can choose your stretch level, vintage style rigid, original with just a hint or body hugging authentic stretch. All made from certified organic cotton at the world's cleanest denim factory with zero landfill waste. Everlane uses sustainable materials while partnering with the best and most ethical factories in the world for a fit to feel good about. Everlane accepts returns within 30 days of the ship date, and all uniform clothing comes with a 365-day guarantee. So go to everlane.com slash dailybeans and sign up for 10% off your first order plus free shipping, and you'll get easy returns within 30 days of your ship date. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash dailybeans and sign up today. And today's episode is also brought to you by my favorite snack, Toodaloo, the most satisfying, best-tasting trail mix ever. Say goodbye to boring, bland trail mix made with chemicals that harm your health and the environment. 
Toodaloo is my new go-to snack because most trail mixes are filled with processed sugars and which are bad for your body and dirty nuts, which are bad for the planet. These are nuts that are roasted in toxic refined oils like canola oil, palm oil, and soybean oil. But not Toodaloo. Toodaloo is the world's first all-natural, totally delicious, climate-friendly trail mix with plant protein, superfoods, and adaptogens like lion's mane and ashwagandha to support the body and mind. They have five different delicious flavors. There's chocolate, maple brittle, coffee, barbecue, and hot and spicy. In each flavor, there's agent herbs to promote specific functions of the body, like better skin or better gut health. My favorite right now is Smoke Show. It has 42 grams of plant protein per bag. It's low in carbs, and it supports energy flow throughout the day. It's grain-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, no processed sugars, and their packaging is plastic neutral. Plus, for every order placed, Toodaloo regenerates 100 square feet of polluted farmland back into rich, fertile soil. Nutritious food for you, cleaner planet for the rest of us. And special offer for listeners, you get $5 off your first order of Toodaloo. Just visit the best URL in the world, toodaloo.com slash beans. That's toodaloo.com slash beans. I love saying it. Say it with me, toodaloo.com slash beans. Toodaloo is so confident that you'll love it. Each purchase has a 10, 100%, 10%. No, it's 100% best taste guarantee. There's no risk here. It'll be definitely your favorite go-to snack. So taste its incredibleness by visiting toodaloo.com slash beans to try it today everybody. Welcome back. Today, I'm joined by my friend, law professor, author of the book, Big Dirty Money. Please welcome Jennifer Taub. Jennifer, how are you today? I am awesome. Thanks for asking. I mean, other than, you know, yeah. everything in the world, but it's a good day. <laughs> other than the things, right? So the reason I wanted to talk to you today is because of this Mary Trump lawsuit. At first, we were going to talk about Richie Neal, and we might get to him. But then the Mary Trump suit comes out. Well, the Donald suit comes out and and kind of supersedes what we were going to talk about. And I noticed one thing I wanted to ask you, because (laughs) something seems to be very conspicuously missing from this lawsuit, and that's any mention of defamation. And I just find that very telling. I completely love you. And this is why if I weren't already married, I would marry you. (laughs) Doesn't sound so narcissistic because you say what I was going to say. I was looking through the complaint again. I actually... Um, I actually printed it out. And on page 12, I wrote, didn't sue for defamation. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> should we back up a little bit in this love fest? Yeah, I mean, so this, for those who um, may be aware of this incredible news, Mary's uncle, this guy named Donald Trump, who used to be president of the United States, sued her yesterday and sued the, and in this lawsuit, also names the New York Times, three reporters who won a Pulitzer Prize, as well as, a, you know, 10 John Doe's and 10 imaginary corporations. He's just hoping to, you know, bring other people in. For all we know, we could be the, we could be lucky enough to be the John or Jane Doe's, right? Hopefully. Yeah, maybe. And maybe. But anyway, so he, he so he brings this lawsuit suing Mary and these people for $100 million dollars in connection with her leaking his tax returns, you know how much I love tax returns, to the New York Times, who then wrote this incredible expose that they published in 2018 about how little Donald wasn't really a self-made billionaire, but any money he got was a result, according to this article, of like shenanigans and illegality and um, tax cheating by you know a bunch of people, including his father. So this is what this lawsuit, again, when we say there's no defamation, there's nothing in this lawsuit that says, and all that's a lie. And in fact, the lawsuit quotes parts of that article. 
that say bad things about Donald. I mean, the part where I wrote, well, there's no defamation. That's my way of saying he didn't deny it. So here's one quote. In, um, so this is the 2018 Blockbuster New York Times article. In 1990, according to previous secret depositions, Mr. Trump tried to have his father's will rewritten in a way that Fred Trump, alarmed and angered, feared could result in his empires being used to bail out his son's failing business. In other words, Mr. Trump in this case is Donald. So he quotes in the lawsuit against Mary that was filed yesterday, Donald Trump says, I don't like this part of the New York Times article. It says that I was this loser son who was failing at business um, and I tried to get the will rewritten before my dad died to get bailed out. So he quotes this, but he doesn't say that damaged me. This lawsuit isn't a defamation lawsuit. This lawsuit is a breach of contract lawsuit against Mary saying she, and we'll talk about this, that she wasn't allowed to disclose the some confidential information. Talk about that in a moment. And most importantly, it's what's called an unjust enrichment lawsuit, where he's trying to claw back money from Mary that she earned selling her first book called Too Much and Never Enough. I love her second book, you guys. You should also buy that called The Reckoning. So this is why he's saying she's at fault. I was going to ask just a a quick legal question, which I think most of us know the answer to, but in in a defamation case, you have to prove that what was said about you is not true. And so the fact that or, you know, somewhat well, maybe you can. Truth is an affirmative defense in a defamation case. So she she would have the burden if this were a defamation case, she would have the burden of showing that the things that were damaging to him um, that she said um, were actually true, which she would have no problem doing. Right. So this is yeah, not, and- doesn't, he's that's not this case. Yeah, this is about how we've got, this is like such a family drama. It's almost Dickensian, right? This goes back to the fact that Papa Fred Trump, Donald's father and Mary's grandfather, um, that when he died in 1999, there was a lot of mean stuff that Donald was doing at that time, depriving Mary's um, nephews, kids of medical treatment. He was like, there was all this mean stuff. And so Mary settled for her part of the inheritance from her grandfather, enters into the settlement agreement. And apparently as part of that settlement agreement, um, she agreed not to disclose family secrets, right? Or disclose anything about the family and so on. But the problem was, as she found out when the New York Times started digging through stuff and putting, you know, all the pieces together, Mary discovered that her family and she sued them for this in October of 2020. In her lawsuit, she alleges that Donald, her uncle Robert, who's now died, and Marianne, who was a federal judge until she resigned from that position, that they had cheated her out of her inheritance by mismanaging some of the properties that her father Fred Jr. had given to her when he had died previously. So yeah, and and lied about the the worth of uh, the value of of a lot of these assets. And and so like my, my question is then because that settlement agreement was fraudulent, can you pull those apart and be like, well, the money part was fraudulent, but the the non disparagement thing still stands? Can you actually pick those apart and divorce them from one another? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I used to teach contract law and I think I can explain this. Just, you know, talking about the lawsuit from yesterday, this whole lawsuit hinges on what you're talking about. This whole right. lawsuit hinges on the question of whether Mary actually breached the settlement agreement 
by um, there was a not, I guess, a don't despair, adjust, don't disclose information. If that provision was in the contract, was she in breach? And even if she was in breach, is he entitled to $100 million? But that's a lawsuit. So you're going back to the saying, well, she signed some kind of settlement agreement. But if it was, if she was induced to settle it based on fraudulent pretenses, can the, does the whole agreement go away or could one part of it go away? And that depends, right? That's kind of a question. But separately, and that could happen, right? Con, you know, um, a defense, an affirmative defense to contract enforcement is fraud, right? That it was fraudulently induced. That So it kind of, another argument you can make is that she didn't actually consent, but it's better just to think of the affirmative defense that there was um, fraudulent concealment or fraud involved and therefore, right? The whole thing, yeah. But what's so tricky about this is, is in her, this doesn't make sense for Donald to do this because she, she has an ongoing litigation right now against Donald Trump and her aunt, ongoing right now, arguing that they cheated her and committed fraud, right? About the agreement that he's using as the reason to sue. So why would he, she she could say, okay, let's do discovery. And and discovery means that she could get documents. So if he actually, if Donald actually wants to move forward in this $100 million lawsuit against Mary Trump, he's going to have to give her all kinds of documents. He doesn't like to give documents. Right. And the same issues come up here is there. So this doesn't make a lot of sense for him as a strategic matter. Nothing. But he's never been a great strategist. He's really been more of, as Mary put it, you know, throw stuff against the wall and see what will distract people. I'm mixing metaphors. And so really what's going on here is, you know, he is trying to distract people from some really bad stuff that just went down. Like we just found out that that attorney, John Eastman, that was working with Trump had a six point plan for overthrowing our democracy on January 6th. Mm-hmm. I mean, you all know, about, you must have talked about that with the group. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and you know, not not to mention that. And then also these, you know, these other things we're finding out about January 6th. But we've got some things that potentially could be coming up. And I want to ask you about that as well. But I, I do have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? Of course. Awesome. Thank you. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and today's episode of The Beans is sponsored by Monk Pack. They make the most delicious snacks with close to no sugar. It's almost impossible to find a healthy snack that tastes great and is filling and satisfying. But Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars do it all. They contain less than one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 150 calories, and they're amazingly delicious. They're great for anyone following a keto lifestyle or if you just want to cut down on carbs and sugar. It's a perfect snack for that. The Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars have a perfect balance of sweet and salty that you crave, Plus that crunch you want from a snack with the whole nuts and seeds, but it manages to be soft and chewy. It's perfect. They have caramel sea salt, peanut butter dark chocolate, and sea salt dark chocolate. My favorite right now is peanut butter dark chocolate. It's delicious. And they're keto-friendly, gluten-free, plant-based, non-GMO, no soy, no trans fats, no sugar alcohols, no artificial colors. A subscription saves you 10% on every order and ships directly to your door, too. And we have a special deal for you. You get 20% off your first order of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange it or refund your money, whatever you want. That's totally no risk. So to get started, go to MonkPack.com. That's MonkPack, M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com. Select any product, enter the code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at checkout, and save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Today's show is also brought to you by my new favorite thing, Scribd. I spend more time browsing entertainment than actually enjoying it. I always have a tough time trying to pick out a new book or an audiobook. 
And Scribd saves me time and makes choosing my next book so much easier. With Scribd, you get access to millions of ebooks, audiobooks, magazines, and everything, along with your curated editor's picks and smart recommendations based on what you've read. Scribd is the ultimate reading subscription service, letting you explore all of your interests in any format you choose, which is ebooks, audiobooks, magazines, and more, for only $9.99 a month. You get the entire library for less than a cost of a single book. And there's no complicated credits that can expire or additional purchases that are required. So if you're not sure what to read, Scribd combines the latest technology with the best human minds to recommend content you'll love. And if you want to change things up, you can switch between titles or genres, even formats at any time on your phone, tablet, or computer. And right now we're offering listeners of this show a free 60-day trial. Go to try.scribd.com slash dailybeans for your free trial. That's try.scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D, dot com slash dailybeans to get 60 days of Scribd for free. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking to Professor Jennifer Taub about this uh, lawsuit, very frivolous lawsuit, because that's kind of what I was positing, what you were mentioning before the break, is that he doesn't want to actually go through with this lawsuit. So it's got to be distracting from from something. And I know Robbie Kaplan, the great Robbie Kaplan, tweeted, theory of Trump's lawsuit is as follows. Quote, I may have defrauded Mary Trump out of tens of millions of dollars that she should have inherited from her father, but she never should have figured that out because of the confidentiality agreement I fraudulently induced her to sign. (laughs) That's what he's saying, basically, with this lawsuit. Yeah, he's not the smartest Trump in this lawsuit. No, but but back to what he could be, you know, covering up, because, you know, Mike, I have written down here to ask you why file it to fundraise to distract from something that might be about to come out of Vance's office. I mean, we just learned Eric Trump lost his lawyer, Mukasey. And for Mukasey to quit, you have to like, like Fooder Foss is staying on. But, you know, Eric Trump went on Fox News this weekend, had a meltdown, subpoenas, subpoenas, subpoenas. And now Mukasey has left after something was filed under seal in that in that case with New York Attorney General Tish James. We've got Weisselberg, you know, with the open court saying we've got more, we're expecting more indictments. I think there's a lot to distract from right now. Yeah, I, you know, there, there's a lot to distract from. And I think if you ask, you know, why in the world did he file um, this particular lawsuit? I mean, I, one, one thing that can help sort of, you know, untangle that knot is by looking at the attorney who filed the lawsuit on his behalf. And um, looking, you know, who who she is and where is she located And her, you know, her name is Alina Haba and she is located in Bedminster, New Jersey. And that rings a bell. Bedminster, New Jersey. Does that ring a bell for you in some way? Yeah, it's it's where all bad decisions are made. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, I you know, he's probably. You know, the person who signed this lawsuit is not any of the names we've heard of. It's not the lawyer who is representing Trump in Mary's lawsuit on the inheritance, because that is not Sekolo or one of those dudes. This is a new name. I have not heard of her. And she's in Bedminster. So I'm having this imaginary thing where he's on his golf course and he's swearing into his cell phone and none of his other lawyers want to do this. And so. I don't know. Was she hanging out at the bar at the golf club? I don't mean to defame her or she's a brilliant lawyer in town. But I don't understand why he found a lawyer in Bedminster, New Jersey, unless he was, you know, shooting the shit at the country club. I don't know. But but the other thing to say is this is filed in Dutchess County. Doesn't make any sense. And there's, a you know, Rachel pointed out some of the mistakes in the lawsuit and the way it's written. But there's also some mistakes in filing it in Dutchess County because nobody 
lives in Dutchess County. Hmm. Robert Trump, the other, you know, Donald's brother, Mary's uncle, who sued. So we skipped the part. Robert Trump had sued Mary before her book came out to try to get the Simon Schuster not to publish it. He yeah. used to live in Dutchess County. Sadly, he has moved on from this world and does not live in Dutchess County. And he found out that you actually can't take your money with you to the grave, I think. At any rate, so in this lawsuit, it mentions that the venue is proper because some of the parties live there. They don't live. No one lives in Dutchess County. I mean, the New York Times headquarters is not Dutchess County, is it? I mean, well, I mean, he used to live there. Are all bets off when somebody passes away? He's not a party to the lawsuit. This this lawsuit, oh. yesterday's lawsuit is by Donald John Trump and not Robert. OK, so it's not people who could have been involved. It's who's party to the lawsuit. So, Maybe some of the John Doe's. Yeah. And so I don't know my theory. I have a theory that I'm just now kind of coming up with. Is it possible that this lawsuit was something he had wanted to file a year ago when Robert was still alive? And this is something he's had in hand because a year ago when the book came out, maybe he I don't know, maybe he wanted to file this. And then she filed the lawsuit against him on the other. I, I don't know, but it seems like that's a suspicious thing. It seems possible that Robert was part of the lawsuit or that this, you know, and that it got it got dropped. I don't know. Well, there's a there's a bunch of John Doe's, right? Yeah, but the John Doe's are defendants. Oh, then. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, also, I mean, this is like a who's who and people I like. You've got Molly Jong Fast mentioned in the lawsuit. We like her. Oh, did you know that? No. Is it because of the interview? Yeah. She's she's mentioned because of the interview. I mean, who doesn't like Suzanne Craig, the journalist? Yeah. We've got Mary being um, interviewed um, for the new Abnormal podcast. Not as good as the Daily Beans, of course. Um, oh, I don't know. It's pretty it's pretty outstanding. Okay, we're not competing, right? No, we're not. Uh, we're linked, not ranked. We we <laughs> in the pundit class. OK. Yeah. So, you know. This is uh, this is kind of oh, kind of a nonsense lawsuit, and it's also designed to try to intimidate the New York Times, right? Because yeah, you know, you're suing a newspaper for you know a lot of this again. This a lot of it doesn't make sense timing wise. It seems like this was a lawsuit he had cooked up that Robert had been on, and Robert died, and they just the lawsuit went away, and now Trump is sitting around the country club and wants someone to file it. What's the lawyer's name again? The lawyer's name is Alina. Haba. She represented somebody who claimed that her Facebook account had been disabled after posting a happy birthday message to elegantly dressed former First Lady Melania Trump in all of her fluent languages. And she's claiming that after she wished um, one of her clients claims that Facebook disabled her account simply because she wished Melania a happy birthday. So it maybe Donald has a relationship with this law firm. Yeah, I'm wondering if they aren't somehow associated with the golf club. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But but still, Duchess, but why, you know, why why That's file it at the if I can, I believe and I would like to test this theory out that this lawsuit was being cooked up right around the time that they tried to stop the book. They weren't able to stop the book from being published. They didn't want to bring a defamation case. So they thought they would bring this lawsuit an unjust enrichment case. Then Robert died. He died August 15th, mm-hmm. 2020. So this, this timing totally makes sense because it was in early July that, for, I mean, first the lawyer filed the lawsuit in the wrong jurisdiction. Then they filed it in the proper court. And then the appellate judge said, we cannot stop the publishing house. 
I'm letting the book came out. And that was July of 2020. Then the book comes out and then the uncle dies. So my thinking is this lawsuit was in the process of being prepared. And that's why it still says Duchess County. This is my. And then Robert died and then they didn't make those jur- those jurisdictional changes. That, I mean, yeah, I should. I, yeah, I, this is my theory. Yeah. Well, I like it. And well, the timeline fits. But then this gets to the point of if you're sitting on this lawsuit for so long, why now? And this goes to the he is trying to distract people. It has to be. There's no reason to file this because it only hurts him in his in the lawsuit involving the inheritance. Yeah. And he doesn't want it to go to discovery. Uh, he doesn't. It, it, and it's not this lawsuit isn't intended to go to discovery. And maybe that's why it's filed. Why you didn't file it in the proper jurisdiction. Um, and so it could be easily dismissed. But, you know, he's also trying to fundraise. He's he's not got a lot of money left. And there's like we talked about, there's so many things going on with January 6th, the six point memo, the the fact that we've learned that he sat on those uh, the Dominion uh, voting machine in information. Right. That there was no there was no tampering and he knew it. Yeah. Yeah. And that just all sorts of lends itself to to the scheme to overthrow the, the government. And so we have all that. And then we have everything that's going on in Manhattan right now with the, the DA's office and the attorney general with Eric Trump. And of course, we've got the Eastern District and the 650,000 Americans are dead. And if he'd handled the COVID crisis better, it wouldn't be like this. There's that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things to to take our minds off things. And here we are talking about it. But, you know, but fortunately, yesterday, you know, we know the lawsuit was filed yesterday. And you tell me that Eric Trump was was kind of freaking out all over the place and his lawyer quit. It seems pretty close to that. No. Yeah. And, and Mukasey. Like, think of what kind of shitbag you have to be to get Mukasey to step away from you, you know, and we don't know why Mukasey left. He just said, I'm leaving. Alan Fuderfoss is still representing Eric Trump, but I'm leaving. We don't know why he's he's pulling away from this case. It, it's not something where, you know, usually, you know, you and I can speculate, oh, they're probably going to do a plea agreement. So they're going to hire somebody who's more you know, with this kind of thing, you know, we could when we were watching the Mueller investigation and people were shuffling lawyers around, it made sense why they were doing it. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe we'll 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 find out why later. I mean, there's also one theory that they're not paying him, but and no one ever represents a Trump expecting to get paid. I don't mean a Trump. I mean, Donald. Yeah. And and Mukasey has been there a long time. It's not like this would be new right. information <laughs> for him. Like what? I don't get paid. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, the big the big question is these indictments that are coming down, right, in New York. Yeah, the additional, we're expecting more indictments. And that's what, you know, you know, you, you see that Michael Cohen has said he always expected more indictments. We just had um, Weisselberg's lawyer saying he expects more indictments. And so the real question is, you know, if it's not Trump himself, although his business was indicted, if it's, you know, Calamari senior or if it's junior or calamari junior or if it's this other guy i forget what his name is who worked in the business office mccani yeah mccani or is it one of the trump kids the real question is will anyone flip on donald Mm -hmm. and that's really the story right and we did get some pretty good information from jennifer weiselberg who told you know what trump told her that and Barry that, you know, we're paying your kids tuition in lieu of a raise. And so that implicates him as, you know, as long as they, but it, you know, it is hearsay. So there's so much, there's just so much going on, but we'll see, we'll see what comes out of, of Vance's office. They did say indictments, plural, 
And I, you know, I do think that, you know, according to the Daily Beast, they found a new tranche of, of tax documents in someone's basement. Um, whether that's Makani or Calamari, we don't know, but it seemed to upset. It seemed to upset Donald. So we'll, we'll find out. The whole thing is, you know, his lawyer is so funny. He says, well, they don't have anything on him. They don't have anything on paper or anything. But the unknown of, you know, what could be in someone's basement, and he's probably pissed off that someone had anything in their basement. Also, what kind of idiot keeps business files in their basement? The same kind of idiot that keeps a second set of books. <laughs> oh, right. Because if it's important to you, the basement could flood. Also, like, the, your work documents, you know? Yeah. Maybe Donald's worried that that was a second set of books in the basement, and they told him to burn it. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? We don't know. And, you know, if, if Donald told any of them, McConnie or Calamari, to destroy anything, and they testify to that, who, buddy, that's bad news. <laughs> wow. Anyway, just speculating. But, you know, like you said, we'll find out. But thank you for talking to me today. Yeah, sorry, that's, we're just putting beans on it. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, putting beans on, on the, uh, the part where a second set of books is in the basement. <laughs> or, that, or that Donald Trump might have told them to destroy it. <laughs> or like, I want to put beans on the fact on the, the lawyer quit because he didn't want his client to commit perjury. That's a possibility. Ooh, that's sometimes nice. lawyers quit because you don't want. Well, we had we had information that Eric Trump did commit perjury when he was deposed by the by Tish James or Tish James's office. So who knows? Oh, we're going back to that. You've got such a good memory. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm just sad that it's going to take time for us to see. I wish we could know right now. I do too, but you know, I'm not as impatient. I mean, you know, someone said, I think uh, in Mary's quote to the Daily Beast, when she heard about the lawsuit, she said something like the walls are closing in. And, and I retweeted that and someone on Twitter said, I've been hearing that for years. And I'm like, oh, the walls are moving slowly. But I'm thinking at what point do walls like get to the tipping point and then. Poof. Yeah, but the walls didn't begin to move until about three or four months ago when we, when we got a new attorney general. So. You know, I understand. But yeah, walls take really good, complex walls take about two, two and a half years to completely close in <laughs> if memory serves. <laughs> anyway, it's been wonderful talking to you. I hope I see you soon. We'll have you back on when we get more information. And next time I want to talk to you about where we are with the Mary Trump lawsuit against Donald that she filed in October 2020. So I, I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much. Everybody get Big Dirty Money by Jennifer Taub. Follow her on Twitter. It's a really, really important follow. You will not be sorry. But I appreciate your time today. Hey, thanks. Talk to you soon. All right, everybody, stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody, it's AG for The Beans. And if you love delicious wine as much as I do, you have to check out Lathwaite's. Lathwaite's is the way to get wines you love shipped right to your door. A Lathwaite's wine subscription is an easy way to bring exciting new wines to your doorstep that you might not otherwise get to try. You can unbox a world of wine with easy access to different and unexpected winemakers from all over the globe. With a Lathwaite's wine subscription, you can say goodbye to boring, overpriced bottles of yuck and hello to new wines from the hottest emerging mom and pop wine regions from around the world. This is amazing. You can try my favorite right now, Bee's Knees. It's a zingy, thrilling South African white wine from Journey's End, a small family-run estate. It's so good. It's perfect for people tired of drinking the same old, same old. Fans of New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc will love the ripe tangerine, apricot, pear, and pineapple. Subtle spice. It's so good. Lathwaite's tastes over 40,000 wines per year, but only 600 make the cut, so you're getting the cream of the crop with Lathwaite's. Each box includes tasting notes, food pairing tips, and even serving inspirations. Subscriptions are flexible. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so if you don't like a wine for whatever reason, let Lathwaite's know. You'll receive a refund for it. And right now you can get six incredible bottles of wine plus two bonus bottles of wine, 
two stemless wine glasses, all for $49.99 plus tax, and you get free delivery. Just text the word BEANS to 64000. Again, special offer, six bottles, two bonus bottles, two stemless wine glasses, $49.99 plus tax and free delivery. To get this special offer, text BEANS to 64000. That's text the word BEANS to 64000. Terms apply. Available at lathwaites.com slash terms. And today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp, a premier provider of online therapy. BetterHelp counselors can provide professional support for whatever issue you're facing. Having gone through PTSD and still going through it and anxiety, I know it's important to seek help than to try to deal with it alone. And I know asking for help is tough, but BetterHelp makes it easy and convenient. It's not scary. You know, it's easy. You just message them and and you can message your counselor anytime from anywhere in the world. You get timely responses. You can schedule weekly meetings by phone or video conference. It's more affordable than traditional counseling and they have financial aid for you, too. And you can change your counselors free and easy, which is awesome because that that therapeutic match is so important. Visit BetterHelp's website and read testimonials like this one by user AZ, who says, Rebecca has been very, very helpful in making me realize what I actually wanted in my personal life. Apart from the support she's provided me when I was navigating through a difficult time in my marriage, she also helps me deal with the stress and pressure of everyday life. The best decision I made was choosing BetterHelp and to pick Rebecca. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And you can join the over 1 million people that are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we're blown on good news is on the way. Man, that Jennifer Taub is just a national treasure. I love her. Indeed. That was great. Great. Yeah, just wonderful. And it was great to spend time with her, too, when we were in New York. I'm not going to get to see her this time. At the end of October, she's going to be teaching because, you know, law professor, but she's just amazing. We got a lot of good news and I love the good news. And if you have any good news you want to send us or corrections or confessions or you want to write a song, a verse to Hallelujah, one of the 83, I think, that we have that already exist, please send that stuff in to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. So first up, oh, okay. First up, John the Painter. Hello, Beans Queens. I enjoy the lighthearted conversation about very serious issues. I also agree with all compliments ever sent in to you. (laughs) (laughs) When I moved to California in the early 80s, I noticed a bumper sticker that said question authority. Oh, I had that one. I thought, how arrogant. What makes them think they know more than anyone else? It took me about a week to realize what they meant. I still shake my head when I think about it. Oh, my God, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) pet tax two knuckleheads dash the cat and bb the dog thanks for everything you do john the painter look at this is that is that a puggle oh my gosh it looks maybe it looks like a puggle oh my gosh it's so cute look at this cat with some side eye yeah that is that is a death stare for sure i love it that cat is definitely picking violence today Whatever's going to happen, something's about to go down. (laughs) Yeah, put gloves on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is from Philip, pronouncing him. Hi, Beans Queens. Sort of an update here on some good news. So last year, A.G. and Dana said, wash your paws for my college undergraduate students after I asked if they would because of the sign-off in my online class lectures, Ranger Bear says, wash your paws. (laughs) Now, this morning, I came into the office for the first of my two on-campus courses. Three are still online of my two on-campus courses, three of them are still online, of the week, and found a package sitting in my mailbox. It had a truly touching note from one of my Summer 101 students about appreciating that I cared more about their health as a group than I did about enforcing deadlines and similar. 
It actually made me tear up a bit. And then I opened the package with this note and I started laughing and yes, crying in a good way. I've attached a photo for you all, the student made university branded mask and a picture frame for a bear to hold. And the text <laughs> in the photo frame reads, Ranger Bear says, wash your paws. I'm touched beyond measure. And I just had to share with the folks who, whose daily podcast is so important to my own mental health in the midst of this pandemic. Thank you, AG, Dana, Amy, and everyone else for all you have done and continue to do. That is adorable. <laughs> Look how cute. Wash your paws. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's really funny. That looks like it's, that's like a craft. Let's craft, right? That's crafty. That's I love stuff. this. I love it. And the UWP. Oh my God, Ranger Bear. Good job. Well done. Yeah, I remember that. Wash your paws. That's so cool. Yeah, everyone wash your paws. Ah, oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for that submission. And, and thanks to whatever student gave you that. That's amazing. And uh, next up from Bill, pronouns he and him. Hey, AG and DG, thanks for the great podcast, including a pic of Sadie, our 16-month-old Border Collie Aussie mix, Aussie. Please file this under Shit Kids Say. Okay, Shit Kids Say. True story. My mom taught kindergarten for years and had lots of hilarious stories, but my favorite is perfect for this category. One of her students came up to tell her that a fellow student had used the D word. She was telling the student to mind his own business when it occurred to her that she didn't know for sure what he meant by the D word. <laughs> so she asked, which D word did he use? And the child said, fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I feel like she got set up. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, oh and then God. look, look at this beauty. Amazing. Oh, so cute. Thank you so much for that. The good laugh. All right. This is from the data, data, data diva, the data diva, no pronouns given. I'd love to. Oh, so you must know this person. I loved hanging yes. out with you in DC. And this is the most gentle, oh, gentle of corrections. Recently, you had a guest who said our side didn't have an equivalent of the Leadership Institute which trains Republicans. Now, we, as we don't have a centralized one like they do, there are tons of smaller organizations doing the same work. Here's just a small sample oh. from my friends. Yeah, of course. We were just saying we don't have like an evil overlord like the CNP and right. we need one. But let's read through this amazing list Absolutely. of some of these incredible smaller organizations. Go so we've it. got the National Democratic Training Committee. We have Run for Something, Emerge, New Leaders Council, Emily's List, uh, regarding power, works in progress, DG Dems, Democracy for America, the Movement School, Change the Game, the Collective, Center for Third World Organization, and my own personal favorite, probably because I co-founded it, Generation Data. Now, as always, progressives are a lot tougher to corral together than cats strung up on NIP, but there's a lot of us doing the training work out there. I made up a verse of hallelujah. Here we go. Us listeners pay the pod pet tax, a cat or bird, the rules are lax, because you don't really care what species do ya. <laughs> you guess the dog and what the mutt, good news breaks depressing rut, of the COVID and the Trump news, hallelujah. Nice. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For the Beans Queens, hallelujah. For the Beans Queens. Oh, for the Daily Beans. Oh, she wrote that in his last. Hallelujah. For the Beans Queens. Hallelujah. 
for the daily beans. I don't know how to sing the last verse. I got the first two. Hallelujah. You got this? For the beans, queens. Hallelujah for the daily beans. That'll work. For the day. All right, take it down a notch, lady. <laughs> okay, Mariah, there's another submission. No, that would be like the day. Beans. <laughs> yeah, I can't do runs. All right, here we go. My runs will give you the runs. Next up, comedian Aaron, A A R O N, no pronouns given. Good news. I recently got a promotion from line cook to restaurant manager. At Madhouse Comedy Club in downtown San Diego. Nice. I probably know you, Aaron. I've been working there two and a half years after starting comedy there a few months before. When I started, our mutual friend Jordan Coburn was still working there. Also, I just got offered a, uh, offered a five-minute pop-in spot for our Sunday show on October 17th. Nice. Fuck yeah. We're still looking for vaccinated line cooks that can work until 2.15 a.m. <laughs> Thank you for everything, Aaron. Congratulations. Congrats. That's it's how you do that- it. Yeah, it's that coveted fucking stage time, you know, you right. get. Tell, tell Laravere I said hi and um, that uh, I would love to come down and do a shot of Fireball with him, but I'm right here now making a show. And also, um, you can say hi to Jessica for me, too, and, and the whole gang down there. Absolutely love the Madhouse. Thank you, comedian Aaron. Nice. And, um, oh, are you kidding me? This is mine again? <laughs> do you want me to sing this last one? We'll sing. I'll sing the first verse. You sing the second verse. All right, sounds All right. Good. Denise Del Toro, how about a couple of hallelujah verses? Okay, I'm going to try a different key. I've heard there is political podcasts that AG plays and it pleases the masses, but you don't really care for politics, do you? It goes like this, the Mueller report, the impeachment mess, the minor Trumpers to the major guests. Dr. Jill is composing the Daily Beans, hallelujah. Did you just call me Dr. Jill? Yep. <laughs> I did. Dr. Gill. <laughs> Dr. Gill is composing the Daily Beans. Hallelujah. I was trying to follow this fucking verse. Yes, I just called you Dr. Jill. Because for some reason, in my head, my very confused head, that G was hard. Uh, yeah, a soft, soft G. Yeah, when you're singing, it's, it's hard. All right, oh, next. Jesus Christ Almighty. Okay, so the daily beans, the daily beans, the daily beans, the daily beans. All right, oh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to keep this uh, syllabically correct here. Please, <clears throat> Dr. Each day Jill. the hosts, let me know all the news that's up and on the down low. Keep me informed while making me laugh, do ya? And I reflect back to the kitchen days when Jordan tried to pronounce animal hey, <laughs> and every foul-mouthed news clip screamed, hey, Trump, screw ya. <laughs> nice <laughs> job. The Daily Beans, the Daily Beans, the, the Daily Beans, the Daily Beans. There you go. All right. That's amazing. I tried. I tried to syllabically squeeze. I want it all you in to there try probably. and re-sing that first verse. Are you, okay, it's yeah. tough, right? Yeah. And I've heard there's a political podcast that AG plays and it pleases the mass. As yeah, you've you got to read really it the way it's written for politics, <laughs> do ya? It goes like this: the Mueller report, the impeachment mess, the minor Trumpers, and the major guests. Doctor Gill composing the Daily Bean. There you uh, go. I'm gonna... You definitely won that. You won that battle. You won that lip sync battle for sure. 
Oh, wait, should we do hallelujah battles? <laughs> oh, we, uh, we might have to. <laughs> we can get Brian Moses back I feel like you me. have way too much training, but that's okay. I can, I can participate. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair. You're right. I'm not sure you had to give in that easy. What the fuck? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right, Dana. It wouldn't be fair. Hey, I was trying to be polite. Look, Dr. Jill loves you, Dana. Oh, Dr. my God. I'm calling you Dr. Jill. <laughs> I didn't even recognize your last name in that submission. That's how bad that was. That's so great. Oh, man. Uh, if you have any of these you want to send in, <laughs> please. Oh, we're losing our shit, people. We're losing our shit. Uh, mm, professionals. We're professionals. Please um, send them in uh, dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. These are fun. I love singing these. These are ridiculous. My God. Uh, it's so good. So well written. And um, thank you. Yeah. Just thanks for submitting these. We really need these, this good news nowadays. So, man. <sighs> Anything you want to? No, there's nothing I want to say. This, but I feel like I've already said it. <laughs> no, there's nothing. I have no last no. words. I have no good. No. No. And I mean, no. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I also don't know what's wrong with my voice today. So. Uh, maybe allergies the air quality has been shit recently oh my god it has been it's a little clearer today in la everybody's Um, out driving again and it's like fucking up i think the fire air also blew in the last couple days too so that's got me going anyway now i sound like a complaining jew my throat's a little dry ag and Uh, i'm really not sure i have some aches and pains schmelkes yeah um this is going to be interesting though things are going to start heating up we got bush and cheney the bush cheney fucking empire now coming out to fundraise for Liz Cheney against Donald Trump. So I think we're setting ourselves up for that split party showdown I've been dreaming about in oh, 2022. Be beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, and I I remember, like, don't fuck with the Cheneys, man. You're going to bring the I really hope you mean 2024. <laughs> no, Are I meant you're talking about You're talking about her, her seat right now? Okay, because for a second I thought you were talking about the presidency, and I was like, what? Well, no, uh, yeah, no, no. No, I'm I'm talking about just just the, the, the there's thought. now an the official thought. Yeah, there's an official announcement now, official rift within the Republican Party. It's Bush Cheney v. Trump. Got it. And and they all fucking suck. I'm not saying I'm rooting for any particular side. I am rooting for them to beat the shit out of each other, as so should you be. And that's all it is. Cause you know, a lot of people are like, Bush is no hero, Cheney's no hero. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. They're fucking war criminals and torturers. And I hope that they take each other down. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like that's when someone's like, I love you. And you're like, I love cheese. Like, I can't say it back, but I can't participate in this. So I'm going for the cheese. <laughs> totally. Working on my night cheese. Everybody, until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been Allison Gill. And I've been Dana Goldberg. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. My dog, he's chewing up a Coke bottle. Can you hear that? I'm sorry. I've been hearing it. It's okay. (laughs) Thanks. Ooh, Tanzu! Quiet.